Bonjour tout le monde, bienvenue dans Ride and Talk. Euh, je vais vous parler avec Andy Dukes. Hello everybody, welcome in Ride and Talk. We are talking together with Andy. Greetings everybody, it's me again. Welcome to Ride and Talk. To GS fans across the globe, Jean-Luc Donat is well known for his passion and enthusiasm for the International GS Trophy, the worldwide community, and the joy he derives from being an instructor, a marshal, and a top rider, of course. But did you know that he's also a decorated police motorcyclist who makes his living as a professional rider on a police specification R1200RT BMW? We spoke to Jean-Luc about upholding law and order on two wheels, protecting his fellow French citizens on his RT, and how his life changed beyond all recognition since his GS love affair began in 2008. So Jean-Luc, welcome to Ride and Talk. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast finally, mate. Hello, Andy. I'm, it's a pleasure for me too. No problem. I'm here with a lot of happiness. Yep, all the way from France. Now, of course, we're going to talk about motorcycles, but I want to talk about where your love of motorcycles come from, because I think you've been a rider for a long time, haven't you? Who inspired you? Yes, um, when I was young, I have an uncle who's four years older than me. And he's the one who transferred me the motorcycle virus to me. And it was great. I can't believe you're talking about viruses in, in this uh, age of COVID-19 and comparing it with, with motorcycling. But I do know what you mean. Yeah, absolute love of motorcycling. That's for sure. So was your family also into motorcycles? Other people in your family apart from your uncle? Oh, my, my father, when he was young, had a Vespa 125, but no driving license. But my uncle was a biker since he was a young. He thinks he was 14. And he gave me uh, this passion and this virus for motorcycle riding. And how old's your uncle today? Oh, my uncle is uh, 58 today. And he, he rides every day. Superb. Now... Take yourself back many years to when you were a young child. What is your earliest memory of motorcycling? Oh, one day my uncle come to my house and I was 10 years old. He come with his brand new Honda 125cc twin and he take me on his back and we, 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 we make a little um, ride with him. And since this day, I was completely in love with motorbike. Yeah, I remember my first time. It was in the, a farm of a friend and he had a little MT50 trials bike. And we rode this around for maybe one hour. And I, then I could not stop thinking about this motorcycle. Every evening I go to bed, I think about motorcycles, think about motorcycles all the time. So, yeah, you never forget your, <laughs> you never forget your first ride, that's for sure. Now, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the police um, because you've been in the police for a long time. But who inspired you to actually join the police in the first place, Jean-Luc? Oh, since my first ride with my uncle, I wanted to do a job with motorcycle riding, okay? I, I, I don't know what, what for job, but I want to do a job with, in, in relation with motorbikes. So, um, I, I'm rigorous 
I love uh, the order, and I, uh, uh, a friend of my, my parents was in the police. And one day he said to me, hey, guy, um, we have motorcycles, in, in the, um, riders in the police. And since this day, I want to go to the police to be motorcyclist. Another way of saying it is you join the police so you could ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, yes. This was only my only um, motivation to go to the police, to be a, a motorcyclist rider. Can you remember when you first started your training, how long was the training and how difficult was this? The initial training courses in the French police was uh, it's it's of a duration of 40 weeks okay you have all uh, half off road riding and half on road riding this uh, formation in the police was the second most difficult police internship with about uh, 40% failure mainly on injuries it was very hard when you say failing on injuries what do you mean exactly can you explain that this initial training was very hard. We do a lot of off-road training in all conditions. And uh, a lot of guys have injury, have accident. Uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult because they want to have the best riders at the end of the formation. So he make it very, very hard. Understand, yeah. So the ones that were failing, they were actually becoming injured while doing the, the exercises and... and the special tests we know we know all about special tests don't we so would you then say that police riders are they the best riders in the world oh andy the best riders in the world i don't know but the selection the training and the practice of the bike every day and in all condition hot uh, cold with rain in all situation makes that we are not so bad finally Yes, I mean, I, I suppose in a way you are living on your motorcycle for, for many hours every week, every month, uh, all through the year. So absolutely. Practice makes perfect, doesn't it? So what are your duties now in the police, Jean-Luc? Um, since 1982, I have been a motorcycle in the police. And today I am a police major. Okay, I, I grow up in my police ranking. And now I take care of 50 people in my service, okay? Specialized mission and communication. I understand you can't talk about top secret missions, Jean-Luc, but some of these specialized missions, what kind of things happen there? Wow, the, the mission for the French policemen and the French motorcycle policemen riders are so, so different. Uh, you can have mission for um, escort, escort the high uh, politics president and some some uh, political uh, person who comes in France. Uh, you have to escort when you have an injury in a... Um, when you have an accident, an injury of the road, you have something, some somebody who is uh, injured, so you have to escort the ambulance to go to the hospital. Uh, you have a lots of, of of mission, and yes, it's very interesting and and very different every day. 
I remember as a journalist, and I make a, a feature for a magazine with the special escort group in the UK. Uh, they were called the SEG, and I think there's probably a, an equivalent in, in every country. And so they were, like you say, they were responsible for moving politicians, uh, the royal family, uh, important people around parts of London when they have to get from A to B very, very quickly and safely, of course. And these uh, motorcycle riders had a fantastic system of stopping the traffic, holding the traffic, and they were always working in a team of, I think, three or four riders, and they were going ahead and stopping the traffic at the next junction and then the next junction and then the next junction. And so for the person, for the VIP, for the Queen or for the Prime Minister... The car just moves. The car never stops. It's an incredible uh, piece of teamwork. A real privilege for me to see this in action because I was following in another car. And you just keep moving in a car, which in a city like London is remarkable because you're never moving for too long in a city like London. There's always so much traffic. But they have control of the lights. They have control of the traffic. They have control of everything so that the person that they're looking after just gets from a to b it's 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 wonderful and they were using the uh it was a long time ago but they were using 1150 rs bikes and the reason they were using r1150 rs bikes rather than the rts was because the handlebar mirrors uh were separate they weren't integrated and they found it easier to turn the handlebars to be able to look behind them when they were holding a junction without actually having to turn their body and turn their head so uh, it was yeah it was lovely for me to see that so you do similar things to the special escort group uh, absolutely andy it was very interesting it was a big stress because the the the, the car with the vip don't have to stop when you stop the car it it mean you can be in danger okay the car must always run always move so you have to go to the next uh, cross you have to stop the traffic have a look for the people who are walking uh, if somebody wants to to make something bad uh, you have to 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 keep your your mind in 200% of of your mission it's it's very interesting it's a real job uh, but it's it's fine and for this you have to, to forget uh, absolutely uh, riding the bike, okay? You must ride the bike like you are walking. No have to, to think. You, you have just to, to keep your, your mind on the other thing of the road, not of the riding the bike. That's really interesting. So the, the riding the bike part is automatic. Absolutely. We are, we are training for this. Uh, riding the bike is automatically. You you don't have to to think. I have to to start at the first level to second level. I have to to stop here. I have to take these curves in in this uh, uh, speed to be good. You have just to 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 forget this whole thing. You you must be concentrated of all the things around you, not of your bike. Yeah, that's really interesting. So it must feel like one of the best jobs in the world to be a professional motorcyclist, Jean-Luc? <laughs> I don't know if it's the best job in the world, but it allows me to reconcile my passion in my job, and that's priceless. 
Absolutely, yeah. Priceless indeed. Now, listen, tell me a little bit more about the BMW police bikes that you've ridden in the course of your career then. Oh, during my initial training in 1992, I started with a R18GS, an old one, the first GS. Yes, this was a bike uh, we have in the first formation for on-road, not for off-road, but on-road. And then I posted to Paris, I rode an R80 RT, RT, the last one we have in the police. Then a K75 and a R1150 RT. And currently I have a R1200 RT of 2018. Wow, that's a really interesting mix. Interesting that you started with the R80 GS, but then I, I remember on the launch of that bike, I believe one of the motorcycle magazines said it was the best on-road motorcycle that BMW Motorrad had ever built. In a way, it's true, isn't it? The 1150 RT was one of my favourite ever BMW bikes. I bet you enjoyed riding that, didn't you? Oh, yes. I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy very very it's it's a very nice bike yes um i loved too the r80 gs in 1982 and um it's it's a bike which i participate twice in the european army police championship in liege in belgium so this european army police championships that you participated back in the 90s on the r80 gs was it all of the police riders from across Europe who were trying to see who was the best one? Was it a little bit like a GS trophy for police riders? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the policemen and the, the gendarmerie and the army from all the Europe make this, this uh, championship in Liège in Belgium one time in year. It was the Belgium guys, the Belgium police who organized this every year. And uh, it was a big meeting. Uh, you have uh, English guys, you have Sweden, Nord, uh, Italian, Spanish, uh, France, of course. And um, it's it's really nice because you you passed one week uh, together, all the same patients, the motorbike riding, and all the same job as policemen. So you can exchange, and you can you have it's it's really nice, really really. What a fantastic thing to be involved with. And I imagine that increased your enjoyment of off-road riding even more. But I want to go back to road riding just for the moment, Jean-Luc, because your current bike is the R1200 RT. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay, now you've seen a new R1250 unveiled in the past few weeks, um, especially the uh, yeah the special, special bike that was unveiled on the Facebook live stream. So... Could you imagine also wanting to use this new RT for your job? Oh, I, I dream for it. Oh, yes, of course. Because the, the RT, for me, is the best bike for using in the police mission. It's a very easy to use bike. The combination of the boxer engine uh, that lowers the centers of gravity the telelever what stabilizes the geometry of the bike and the excellent protection you have when you ride it makes it the perfect bike used as a works tool. Okay? It's, it's, I think uh, you can find a, a better bike for, 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 for this. And you add an engine with a big stock, powerful and progressive 
breaking, uncomfortable shocks absorber. What can you ask for? It's perfect. You can forget uh, riding this bike and and do your police mission in in hundred percent of your of your mind. And you're using? Are you already using the twelve fifty GS at the Enduro Park in France? Yes, absolutely. It's the twelve. We have um, uh, fourteen twelve hundred fifty GS in the Enduro Park in France. And I, I, I know this engine, uh, perfectly. It's, it's, it's a very, very, very good engine. It's the, the, the difference between the 1200 and the 1250 is, it's so high. It's a, a so high difference. The, the, the engine, you have, um, a lot of power when you need power. You can be very smooth. Stability and could be very smooth. You can go very down with the speed, and and the engine uh, it, it's working alone. It's it's so easy to to ride it. So, how long do you think it will be before you get some of those in the uh, French police then, the RT version? <laughs> if I have my my my, if I decide tomorrow, <laughs> if I have to decide tomorrow, of course, but. It's the French administration. You have to wait, and it's it's very complicated. Well, I guess it will be worth waiting for. That's for sure. So, just tell me what modifications you would usually make to uh, a standard RT to equip it for police use. Oh, the bike we use are original. There are original bikes. No modification on the engine. No modification on the suspension. It was the same bike. Everybody can buy it by the dealership. It's the same bike. We have just to add a second battery because the radio and the blue lights um, uh, need more power, uh, electricity power. So we add a second battery, a radio, blue lights, a siren, um, and various accessory like suitcase, radio box, anti-fog lights, super for button, and some protection when you fall, some protection. All the things that you need, but pretty much standard apart from those extras. So just moving on from RT to GS now, Jean-Luc. I'm interested to know where the interest in off-road riding came from originally. My interest in off-road riding comes from 1988. I passed my motorcycle license and I bought a brand new DR600 Jebel. You know what I mean? I do indeed. <laughs> blue one, I blue, do. I remember them, blue, yeah. Blue and white. Yes. And this was my first bike. But I had the bike before my license. <laughs> like most of us. <laughs> so I couldn't drive it off the road. So I drove in the field, in the bush, <laughs> from four months. That's where my passion come from. Okay, so I, I, I begin my, my riding in, in the mud, in the sand. <laughs> and I, I, I say to me, oh, it's very funny, good. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what you can learn while you're waiting for your motorcycle test, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me about your first ever GS. When did you get that? 2008, I buy my first uh, GS Adventure, a red one. And uh, I'm waiting uh, three years to to have the money for buy it because it was my dream to have this bike but before this time i have 
to to pay my my house i have children to pay the studies and so i have to wait to have the money and have the possibility to buy a brand new uh 1200gs adventure in red <laughs> well you know what they say jean luc good things come to those who wait so the gs has it always been your first choice of bike when not working then, when not using, you know, an RT on, on the roads? Yes, always, always. For me, the GS is a Swiss knife of the motorcycle. You can do everything with this bike. Cross continents, by the tracks, go to work every day by the highway, take a ride with friends on weekends, and um, you have... a. Uh, Joy every time when you use this bike. I, I, when you are on road, off road, it's really, I, I, I like this bike, really. Yeah, it certainly puts a smile on your face, even when you're talking about it, let alone when you're riding it. So I'm going to take you back to 2014 or before 2014, Eva, because that's when I first met you in Canada. Uh, but what motivated you to try and qualify for Team France for that international gs trophy in canada in 2014 yes i did 10 years of motorcycle competition in road rally okay with a french uh, police team with a french police team and after my second big accident my wife asked me to choose between her and competition so <laughs> my choice was easy i choose her of course okay but i missed the competition Okay, I, I, I love competition. And in 2011, BMW France organized the first national selection for the International GS Trophy. At this time, I had the 1200 GS Adventure. And my dealer, who's a friend, my, my BMW dealer, told me about this event. He said, hey, Jean-Luc, this is something for you. I know you very good. You have to try this. I don't know what exactly this GS Trophy means. Um, I signed up without knowing what it was, okay? And I finished for the first time, for the first participation, in the eighth place out of 100 participants. So I say to me, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> you can have a lot of fun. And um, the following years, in 2012, I plastered in fifth place. So I, I, I was so near of the selection for going to South America. In 2013, I gave it. I, I want to, to, to be qualified. So I, I have finished on the second position and I was so happy to be selected to the GS Trophy International in Canada the, the, in 2014. The, the dream comes true. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you say that with such passion because your story is similar to so many other GS Trophy riders. They didn't qualify the first time. Sometimes they didn't qualify the second time, but they never give up. They keep on trying. They keep on trying. And that's why it's so special. That's why it means so much to actually qualify, to fight for the right to be there. You have to earn it. Nobody gives it to you. Absolutely. Never give up. Never give up. I want to, to be qualified to the International GS Trophy because it was something so, it's, it's like a dream, this, this participation. So I, I don't give up. I want to, 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 to go to this International GS Trophy and I make it. 
And I was there when you arrived in Canada on that very first day. So can you remember, can you describe the experience of arriving, meeting all the participants from around the world and, and of course, seeing your trophy bike with your name on? <laughs> this was so great. Um, first time, the first step when you qualified to the GS Trophy International, it's when BMW sent you at home a big uh, luggage with all all the, 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 the clothes, the tent, all, all the, 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 the t-shirts from the event. This is the first time in my life that Christmas was in August. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, a little, a little children. When it comes, I'm so happy, so happy. And after, when I arrived to Canada with my two compatriots of the French team, it was magical. Really, really. Discovering an Enkno country, driver of GS from so different uh, countries and so different uh, culture was fantastic. And the most important, the first uh, thing I remember when I was there, when I saw the first time my GS with my name on the, on the French flag of the side, I couldn't help but cry with joy and emotion. I was, it was one of the best moments of my GS Trophy when I saw the first time my bike, the 122. It's my number. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, really, because it, it was the, the end of one journey for you, but the start of another new journey completely in your life. And And I think I know the answer to this question already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. But, you know, would you say that participating in this competition has changed your life? Absolutely, I can. It's 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 so fantastic, Andy. You, you can't imagine. It's it's like a dream. You are dreaming all the year from this, and it comes true. So so, you really fit into a big family. You have friends from all over the world. You have the same passion. It really changed my life. It changed my life really. Yeah, and it was a great competition, wasn't it? In the Rocky Mountains, it was fantastic. But of course, after a couple of weeks, it's over. And you have to think about going back to work and getting on with your life. But I know you, Jean-Luc, you didn't want the feeling to end. So I, I think it was very soon after this, you decided to train to become a certified off-road instructor. Yes. Yeah, for me, I had to find a way to participate again to a GS Trophy. I, I, I don't want it stop so, okay? I, I, I can't imagine uh, it was the last time I participated to a GS Trophy. But when I ask all, all the guys who are there, all the organizations, they say to me, Jean-Luc, you can't participate twice on the GS Trophy as a, as, as a, as a participant in the French team. It's, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. So one of the marshal, Brian, Brian Kelly, who's become a, a, a friend of mine, he told me that he too had participated at the GS Trophy in 2010 in South Africa. And he explained me how to join the Marshall team. Okay? And this, I never forget this. He said me only one time, but I never forget. So the first step was to become an international BMW instructor. And BMW France trusted me, helped me so much. And I became an instructor in 2017 
So uh, the first step done. Brilliant. Brilliant. And how many GS riders do you think you've taught uh, to ride off-road by now? Oh, oh yeah. I don't know, Andy. I, I, I never count. But a lot, a lot, many, I don't know. And getting this qualification, it also allowed you to try and become a marshal at the 2018 trophy. But of course, there are a lot more instructors than marshals, so it's never easy. How difficult was it for you to become a marshal, Jean-Luc? It was very hard, uh, Andy. The first step, you have to become an international instructor, BMW, off-road. And for this, you must be... You must have the trust from your, your BMW uh, France for me, because I come from France. So the first thing is to, to, to get this trust, okay? To get it. And after, you have to work very, very hard. You have to work very hard to meet uh, people and to have the good, the share spirit and there are so many candidates and so few elected okay so it's it's a big 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 work but i got there yes <laughs> yeah congratulations i'm so glad you did it because of course you made it to mongolia for the gs trophy in 2018 and then to new zealand for the GS Trophy that took place this year, early in 2020. So can you try, if you can, to describe the experience of being a marshal at those last two international GS Trophies? Oh, yeah. The two GS Trophies, Mongolia and New Zealand, were exciting, but very, very different. In Mongolia, it was the first time, like a marshal, it was wild, exotic, and everything was unknown for me. I, I, I don't know anything when I go there. I know Brian. I, I know some other marshal, but it's the first time. Um, in New Zealand, was beautiful and intense. Two wonderful experiences. I hope to have the chance to make more. I don't know, perhaps. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, ever since then, you're well known all over the world. You've made a lot of friends, a very popular member of the community. So do you enjoy this side of it, being a big part of this GS community with friends all over the world? Let's face it. Oh, yes, really. Um, when you enter in this big family, in this GS family, uh, you have friends all over the world. I receive in my house friends from Argentina, Japanese, Malaysian, German, Mongol, English, and it's not over. When you are in this community, when you travel, you are never alone in the world. You have every, every, in every place in the world, you have somebody who, who knows you with this JS community. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, in response to my earlier question, then I think we can definitely say that participating in that original 2014 GS Trophy competition did change your life, didn't it? Exactly. And forever. And I, I, I hope it's never ended. <laughs> so what advice would you give any GS rider listening, Jean-Luc, to this podcast, thinking of trying out for a national GS Trophy qualifier in 2021 for the main event in 2022 or beyond? Yes, the, the the advice I could give it's to never give up and not hesitate to participate. Try. 
go to the astrophy qualification. Look, have a look what is what's this family, what's this uh, spirit. Um, go in, try, never give up. You enter in a big family. It's really the GS spirit. It's to riding motorcycle, of course, no problem. You must have a good, you must be a good riding uh, motorcycle guy. But you have to, you have to be, um, to have the friendship, uh, the GS spirit. Um, this is also so important that riding the bikes. Yeah, I agree with you 100% and believe in your dreams. I think that's so important. Now, aside of the GS Trophy, you've also travelled a lot with your GS. So what would you say have been the best trips so far that you've done? Oh, the best trip with my wife, okay? Because I, I do some trips alone for, for the GS Trophy and other trips with my wife. And the best trip I ever made with my GS and my wife is crossing South America for 25th wedding anniversary. One month, six countries, visited Uruguay, Brazil, Paraguay, Peru, Bolivia, and Chile. 7,600 kilometers of tracks. I can't wait to leave it again. It was my, my best memory. Yeah, there's a lot of people who've been to South America who say it's an incredible place to ride and, and a lot of people who still want to go there. So where do you still want to go? Um, my next destination, my dream for me and my wife is to travel in South Africa, Namibia, Botswana for our 35 years of marriage. And of course, you've seen the latest 40 years of GS models that have been unveiled recently. So what do you think about them? <laughs> I saw it last week. <laughs> I love it. Besides, I think I crack very soon. <laughs> My wife don't be very happy, but <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. If they keep building them, we keep buying them, don't we? So, uh, Jean-Luc, it's been fantastic talking to you. Where can people find out more about you? Where they can follow you on social media? Oh, I'm quite active on social media like Facebook, Instagram, and I also have a YouTube channel. I regularly post photos and uh, small videos from my trips or from my everyday what I do and only about GS and bike riding. Jean-Luc Donat in one world. You can find me easy. That's brilliant, Jean-Luc. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you today. I've loved learning about all of your background with the police. It's been amazing discovering what inspired you in the first place to uh, ride your GS and participate in a trophy. And it's great just to see how much passion you have about those bikes, all bikes and the, and the whole brand. So uh, until I see you again, it's been a real pleasure, mate. Yes, thank you, Andy. I'm... I'm... I say to everyone, try try to participate to the Jazz Trophy. Try to ride a Jazz. Your life can change. <laughs> okay, take care. Bye for now. Thank you, Andy. Bye-bye, Andy. See you next time. Cheers, Jean-Luc. And sorry for making you practice your English so much. You did great, my friend. And like you said, the GS has the capacity to change lives. So anyone still making up their minds about trying out for the International GS Trophy 2022... Take a leaf out of Jean-Luc's book and just go for it. Who knows where it could lead? That's it from Jean-Luc and I. 
Make the most of whatever you're doing and please stay safe out there. Bye for now.